Welcome back, everybody. I hope you guys are having a fantastic day. So today's podcast will cover something that uh, you may have heard about, the psychedelic revolution as it has already begun. You may have heard about um, psychedelics like psilocybin or magic mushrooms and uh, the like, MDMA, ketamine, all these things are being studied right now. So the question you might be having in your head is, well, can this help me? Well, let's find out what the studies are showing. Stick around. I talk about this topic a lot because it has helped me personally over the years. And uh, so therefore, I continue to cover it. I continue to look for information. And um, along the way, I somehow always stumble onto something new. And I'm grateful for that. In this specific uh, podcast, uh, towards the end, I'll share with you something that I was curious about and then started digging around and found some information that was worth sharing. And um, let's begin with some of the initial information and news around the research that's coming out right now. So this is top of the morning. Study identifies safe dosage regimen for psilocybin. Small prescriptions of magic mushrooms could help treat conditions like PTSD safely. Magic mushrooms safe to use for treating mental health issues. Buffalo Assemblyman, that's Buffalo, New York, eyes medicinal magic mushrooms. Research demonstrates the safety feasibility of psilocybin administered at doses of 10 milligram or 25 milligram. How psychedelic drugs can be used for mental health and so much more. So first up, there's this piece here. The promises and perils of psychedelic health care. Many recreational drugs known for mind-altering trips are being studied to treat depression, substance use, and other disorders. And here's what you need to know. Oregon is legalizing mushrooms. Ketamine can be delivered to your home. People are microdosing LSD to treat pandemic-related anxiety. And Wall Street is pouring billions into companies that sell mind-altering drugs. It seems like psychedelics, though mostly are are still illegal, are pretty much everywhere. Now, the research. The research that's demonstrating the safety and feasibility at 10 milligrams or 25 milligrams. This is out of London, a, um, I, think, uh, I think a research institute. So, new research from the Institute of Psychiatry, Psychology, and Neuroscience at King's College London in partnership with Compass Pathways has established that psilocybin can be safely administered at doses of either 10 milligram or 25 milligram uh, up to six participants simultaneously. The research published in the Journal of Pharmacology is an essential first step in demonstrating the safety and feasibility of psilocybin. A drug isolated from the psilocybin mushroom for use within controlled settings alongside uh, taking therapy as a potential treatment for a range of mental health conditions. Current treatment options for these conditions are ineffective or partially ineffective for many people. Now, as we hear it here, there's all these applications, they're seeing all this benefit, uh, and um, as it had said in the one article, companies are pouring billions into uh, the study for the hopes of some kind of commercialization of these mind-altering drugs. Now, over the weekend, I was having this thought um, as I 
typically would do, I think, about all kinds of things. In this instance, it was the curiosity of how or what chemicals of the mushroom uh, are interacting with the brain. What is it doing? Now, as I reflect on my own experience, I say, you know, this has helped me in so many ways, and I continue to use it because it continues to help. Um, And because of the willingness to go through these experiences, I have been able to substantially change for the better. Uh, In areas that have, in in a lot of ways, limited my, um, my ability to grow, I have been able to overcome because of the tools and the insights that psilocybin has been able to give me. This is over a period of many years. But the thought was just that. What did it do in my brain? We know it worked. I know it worked. And I can quantify how well it worked and be able to look at the the patterns and the changes in patterns uh, over a long period of time. But the thought was, what did it do in the brain? So we're going to take a look at that too. I came across this specific study. It was really interesting. Uh, And it talks about Paul Stemetz, who I believe has been on Joe Rogan's podcast talking about the work that he does. But um, I found this to be an interesting, um, I want to say, an interesting way of kind of describing what psilocybin does. This system is so intelligent that a single North American fungus has achieved the title of largest living organism in the world. In eastern Oregon lies a 2,200-acre honey mushroom mycelial mat that is almost 2,500 years old. More neural connections exist in a 1,000-acre mycelial mass than we have in our brains. The network-like design of mycelium allows it to respond to catastrophe. The cell density and sensitivity allows it to regulate new substances that it comes into contact with. Mycelium is in contact, uh, constant communication with its surrounding ecosystem and thus is able to prevent predators from consuming it. Now, the research that Paul Stemetz has done with other organizations, um, they show us what they conducted. One such experiment conducted by Stemetz in cooperation with Battelle Memorial Institute Labs demonstrates the remedial powers of mycelium. Four piles of organic material were saturated with diesel and petroleum wastes. One acted as the control pile and went untreated. One was treated with enzymes, another was treated with bacteria, and the final was inoculated with mycelium. After six weeks, the pile of waste treated with mycelium was the only one containing living oyster mushrooms. According to Stemetz, the other piles were dark and stinky. The spores of the newly grown mushrooms attracted insects, which then laid eggs and attracted larvae, as well as birds. Now that's incredibly fascinating. I, I don't know what, what else, how else to put it. It's really incredible, and I'm glad that um, I dove down that line of thinking, of wondering what the hell is it actually doing in the brain. Um, it's creating these new neuropathways, and um, in a sense, basically... What it does for itself is doing for us in our brains when we use it. Incredibly fascinating. What do you guys think? Leave them down below. If you were ever wondering if this could work, well, the signs are all there. 
showing you that it most certainly can. The bigger question is, is it right for you? And will you know what to do with the insights that you gain from using it? I'll catch you guys on the next one. This episode is partly brought to you by Grassdoor.com. If you want cannabis delivered fast, Grassdoor.com can get it done in 45 minutes or less with over 500 plus products, daily deals, and all your favorites like flour, pre-rolls, vapes, edibles, and concentrates. There is no better place to turn. Right now, you can save 25% on any order that's $30 and above if you use the coupon code ARK. That is all capital letters, A-R-K grassstore.com. Get your weed today.